What a time to be alive. This is Dash Extremist Hip Hop Anti Hero. And I present to you the ZFG Podcast, brought to you by ExtremistProductions.com. I thank you all for listening. Um, I thank anybody for listening at this time. So many people are just yelling, trying to be heard, and those taking the time to listen. So good on you for using your listening ears and not your talking mouths. But thank you and welcome. Uh, I've been recording this stuff for a while, um, most of the summer. I've been holding on to a lot of tracks just to, you know, get a nice backlog for the future and everything like that. I'm trying to start actually releasing this stuff a lot more frequently. Um, I've been out of the military for about 14 months and things are going well. Like, I don't have to want for anything. I'm one of the few fortunate ones in that. So I want to give what I can. And education is one of my biggest passions and values. So I want to impart the wisdom and education that I've received. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily right all the time, but at this time, I think there's so much need for education, it's not even funny. So thank you for listening. Thank you for opening up your minds to a different perspective on life in general. So if you have anything that you want to talk to me about, I'm always open for a good conversation. You can email me at Send it at extremistproductions.com. I could take massive criticism there. So if you have feedback, some points that I missed, some things that you feel I'm wrong about, just let me know. I'm not here to piss you off. I'm not here to get into a red versus blue argument or try to pick a side. I'm here to challenge your thinking. Maybe there's some information that you don't know. And I think, I like to think that I can present it in a pretty eloquent way, uh, you know, audible pauses, you know, notwithstanding. Again, it's been a long time since I've been in the public speaking forum from the military, but I feel like the message shouldn't be lost too bad. But if you have anything that you want to talk to me about, just send me an email. You can find me on most every social media platform, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Just hit me up and I look forward to hearing the comments. Again, I'm not here to do anything revolutionary. I'm here to start the conversation because at this point in 2020, there are not a lot of effective conversations to deal with all the problems that we have. So I like to start with my whole series about you know where we're at in 2020 thus far, um, how we can recover, and unfortunately how it probably won't happen. Again, I'm not trying to be a cynic. I'm a realist. Like I've had the luxury of interacting with millions of people on their best and worst days. So I think I have a general understanding of how people operate. So. I hope that you enjoy. Hope you're open-minded to something that's not your opinion. Let's go. We're getting our ass kicked by 2020, whether it's fucking Australia being on fire, Kobe Bryant stuff, the murder hornets that showed up for like four minutes in April, May, May. May was murder hornets. I remember it because it was, uh, I had acronym. It was an acronym and I could uh, make it easier that way. Um, But yeah, like we've been getting our shit pushed in by 2020. Um, it's just not, you know, America, obviously is the world from, you've got the COVID-19 response speaking specifically towards America on that one. Other countries have successfully gotten a grip on it and everything. The economic collapse just totally shit kicked us. Um, racial injustice, that's more American specific. I mean, we, we're kind of, uh, 
the uh, staple when it comes to racial injustice. And then comes police brutality, which is just another different name for the same fucking entity as far as racial injustice. And then you have the election season that just so happens to be coming in November. So all in all, um, I spoke with this with Jill on our other podcast. Let me ask you. You'll hear more about that later. But um, yeah, we both gave America because, again, all we know is America like we're both veterans, but Jill had the luxury of going overseas and everything. But we gave America specifically a grade. It was like I think the consensus was C minus D plus just because it's, it's fucking failing. Well, technically, those grades aren't necessarily failing if you want to go by whatever standards you want to go, but it's fucking not great. So after getting all that rundown, and again, I'm forgetting a lot of other things in that whole shtick. I mean, we lost we lost eyes on one of the most volatile, you know, short-tempered dictators in the nation or the world. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of different things that are escaping me at this point but let's just go with the five that i've mentioned we've got a lot of shit going on within this country and apparently there's no real consensus on how to stop any of those crises except for blaming other people like all these shits are going on and the only thing people are more active about than the problem itself is blaming someone else for that all right, so you have the COVID response. You have the politicians blaming each other. You had that whole thing where New York's Governor Cuomo was blaming DeSantis, and or not necessarily blaming DeSantis, but like y'all could be next, and like nah, fuck you, we're not going to be next. And then lo and behold, this is July first, we're fucking next. We're like sixth in the nation, fifth or sixth, I forgot the last count I saw, but we're up there with you know a steep incline on COVID cases and everything like that. Not necessarily deaths or anything like that, but the infection rates and everything like that. So with that comes like all this back and forth, like it was flipped through the media mostly that, oh, all these liberal Democratic ran states in the seventh and third. And now that they've kind of got their shit together with the exception of California, which is just a fucking free for all, apparently that you have Texas, Florida. Um, let's see. Those are the two major, predominantly Republican things. And the COVID-19 response has been just horrible because they rushed into reopening. I saw it. Like, the guidelines to meet for the reopening of certain economies and all that stuff seem pretty legit. Give it two weeks of declining things, and you'll figure it out from there. As long as it didn't get over that. Nah, we went cock hard so fast in Florida. But that's not it. That's just one of the other things. The politicians are also blaming each other, like other governors and the media professionals. I don't know how many. I've I've loved Fauci since he's been off of the main stage of the coronavirus task force. But he's getting talked to by like Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky. Again, to his credit, Rand Paul is a doctor of sorts, I guess. I don't know if what type of doctor he was. But when you're talking to the head of the you know National Institute of uh infectious diseases and everything like that to claim that you know more than he does in this specific realm is kind of a batshit crazy thought but i'm just enjoying fauci like biting his tongue because he got challenged i think from a congressman from texas and then senator Rand paul and he's like all right so we're doing these fucking games i'm adding the fucking in there because fauci is a very reputable individual and i don't want to put words in his mouth but i'll try to paraphrase so some of the politicians were blaming, like, why, why didn't you tell him sooner? It's like, one, the Texas governor or congressman was speaking about, like, 
the president trusts you and listens to you in this and they're like why 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 does he do it now it's like you're asking me why the president of the free world doesn't listen to what i have to say because he's the fucking president and he's kind of a narcissist like let me take the kind of a narcissist out he is a like a violently dangerous narcissist so who the fuck is going to reach out to him right right now there's some infighting it's a little sidebar, but there's infighting within the Trump organization regime, we'll put it that way, to who's at fault for his suckiness. He's blaming his son-in-law to his fucking Don Jr. and all this. Like, again, accountability is not one of his things. So you can blame Fauci for not getting in the ear of Trump sooner or later, but he wasn't going to listen to him even if he had. If, he, if Fauci shared a bed with fucking Trump, he would not listen to him. Just ask Melania. So you have that going on. You have the people blaming the government, which is laughable because, again, you had those protests before the racial injustice protests where people were like, I deserve to have the right. I deserve the right. I earned the right to get a haircut. This and the third taking up arms on Capitol buildings. And apparently that was all cool by POTUS. Um, then you have the media blaming the president, which is accurate to some extent. Um, it's not his fault that we have COVID. It is his fault that we have acted so poorly now that it's here. It's it's not necessarily the fact that we have it. It's our response to it is totally piss poor um, from the president to the vice president at this point. And now just recently, Pence is starting to, you know, kind of changing his rhetoric. But the damage is done, dude. Like. This shit could have been mitigated much, much sooner. But hey, man, you want to play these fuck, fuck games. And here we are now. And then you have the president who wants to blame Obama. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. I, at this point, I've just discarded everything he says. And I wake up every day assuming that he's probably going to have some new horrible thing that he's going to echo from his base so he can get his base of 33 percent to, you know, say, yeah, man, I'm worth another term. But that's neither here nor there. The economic collapse goes hand in hand with COVID because you have these politicians who are they're imposing these restrictions on non-essential businesses. And to be fair, any business that gets you money for your family is an essential business. I don't like this fucking class ruling of like, oh, well, if you're not a first responder, you're not an essential worker. No, the people who provide haircuts, people who run gyms, they're providing a service to the people. And it doesn't make them less essential just because it's not necessarily a frontline worker or some shit like that so that whole that's a whole other conversation but you have the economic collapse based on covid because certain governors disaster i refer to the governor of florida as disaster you have people who are just kind of pussyfooting around it and it's like nah they said like hell we're eight weeks away and we're not even near new york and now here you are five spots away from taking the top I mean, I guess if you can try to have your spin machine run that into a success, God help you. But you have the economic collapse that's forcing people to get laid off. Again, this is July 1st. I wasn't able to get the unemployment statistics, but the most recent one I found was 21 million. There's only about 335 million people in the nation. With that being the case, I am obviously aware that not everybody who is part of the nation are inside of the workforce. So the number is skewed, but that doesn't help the percentage at all. So you assume 21 out of 33 is at 33, like 21. You're looking at roughly 10% of the nation is unemployed. 
not everybody in the nation has to be employed. Some people have veterans benefits, they pick up retirement, whatever the case, they're students. So not even all of them are eligible for that. So you're looking at that number, just mathematically speaking, being a lot higher because the dividend isn't the whole 335 million. You might be dealing with, I don't know, call it 22, maybe 110 million people don't have to work. But that's still a very damning number of people to not have, you know, the the ability to make a life for themselves and sustain a living in America. So however you want to scratch it, let's call it 10% of the actual working force can't because of whatever malpractice it was with COVID's initial response or just the back and forth they have to do is like, yeah, you guys were open, but hey, our numbers are looking really shitty. Let's try to control. Let's now try to consider your health and let's slow down some of the shenanigans with that. And I'm like, like you're playing with people's livelihoods. I'm not that dude to basically be like, you are a victim of your circumstance. We were getting fucked by these rich dickheads and everything like that. So to that point, you have that economic, that's kind of more like self-inflicted because if, if you did the proper, if you took the proper measures and made responsible decisions early on, you wouldn't have to play these fuck fuck games with people who are actually trying to earn a living wage and try to make, you know, try to make rent try to pay bills and shit like that so and the president's stance on the whole economic collapse is that it's not doing that bad so he's delusional obviously because any metric that you can objectively base that argument on it falls through the wayside like this, these are the worst numbers since the great depression which was a hundred years ago which is similar the last time we've had such a shitty um pandemic happen so the, his willful his willful ignorance of the facts of the situation doesn't help his case at all. And then you got racial injustice, which I lump together with police brutality. And people want to blame other people for this as well. You've got the protesters blaming the cops, rightfully so. I mean, it's on them. It's, it's not even on the bad cops, I guess. And I know people are going to catch shit for that one. But it's not necessarily the protesters are blaming all the cops. It's just the bad ones. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't want to believe. I want to believe maybe 49%, no more than 49% of the people who are actually protesting believe that all cops are bad. 51%, at least 51% would like to consider that they are a necessary function in this nation. Because, again, when they're deployed appropriately, they can save lives. There are certain situations where you don't need that in recent history where you're either drunk in your car, asleep, um, like you're playing with a toy gun. There are certain situations that are completely non. Those are not armed responses by any individual that you would expect to de-escalate that situation. So I'm pretty sure I want to I won't speak for everyone, but I want to say no more than 49 percent of the people, which is not a majority believe that cops should be abolished i don't believe anybody wants that and just take to vigilante justice but the people are blaming the cops which is totally fair again when you're angry sometimes you just gotta let shit go like that and unfortunately the cops kind of showed their ass immediately after they were getting scrutinized so you kind of had it coming the cops want to blame the media where their murders would be you know they wouldn't be talked about so much if they didn't have cell phone cameras and cnn and fox news and the sat and the third which is a really shitty cop out if you're a cop for lack of a better term like you don't just get to get away with it because no one was talking about it you know that right like murder is murder regardless if you're blue black red purple or whatever the fuck color you are so it kind of sucks that you guys are being shown 
your ass is being shown in such a grandiose manner. But if you probably take care of some of your internal issues with your training, some of the people that you have employed on the force, the fact that some people on your force aren't getting they're either getting punished for trying to correct an officer who's out who is um, overstepping their boundaries as a law enforcement agent or just the cops who just like, hey, man, it's just part of the culture. Eh, you probably just got to unfuck yourself on that one before you say, don't judge us because we're fucked up. Nah, it's kind of a human nature. Like if you're fucked up, it makes me feel better that you're fucked up knowing that I'm not as fucked up as you. The media wants to blame the politicians. And that's only true. That's definitely true when you even ask for a response or you try to have like some like some type of definitive statement from one of your elected leaders to be like, what is your stance on this? It's like, I didn't see it. Or a, hey, you know, all lives matter, which is as recently has been just taken to town on the internets. Like imagine if someone said that you're chilling with your girl about to get freaky and whatever the thing is, is like, Hey, you like this dicks? Like I like all dicks. Nah, it's a fucking rap B. Like you don't fucking say that. Because it doesn't, it does nothing to help your situation at that point. Obviously, after you get to the politician, the politicians blame each other, trying to throw like shade at, oh, we proposed this reform bill and this and the third that had no teeth, like the executive order that Trump signed that had no fucking teeth, no actual action put towards it, just a bunch of fucking suggestions. And if all you can do as president is suggest for an entity to maybe stop using a certain maneuver that has killed more people than you care to admit then you're probably a piss poor president when all you could do is suggest like hey man you probably don't want to do that again you make a great politician because you have to be that two-faced but you make a shitty individual when that comes to light and then the president threatens the protesters this law and order bullshit that i love hearing from him so much like if we had law and order you wouldn't be the fucking president like just be real like you've done so many extortions um You've paid off people for your misdeeds. You've spied on us. You've turned a blind eye to people spying on us. So don't give me that law and order bullshit. Like, listen, law and order is built on peace and justice, not exacting your revenge on people who slighted you, you fucking asshole. <clears throat> kind of got ahead of myself on that one. But the whole point is that these people are all attacking people, even me to a certain extent on some of my comments, but it's almost impossible when you want to find a solution to any of these real problems when you want to play the blame game or hot potato with this like like hey man like well you guys are the ones who hired them well you guys are the ones who funded them well we had this bill that she's like if you keep playing those games then you're never gonna fucking find a solution and it doesn't boil it, all this boils down to just plain physics at that point physics 101 if at any point you're pulling to the left or the right of any given force you're never going to go forward. You're just going to be off balance and fucked up for as long as that little tension is still existent. All right. Even if the other part was to pull you forward, then you're still kind of like holding out your anchoring yourself to some type of position. It's just basic physics. Try it out. Try pulling like a fucking piece of strings and find if you're just going left and right, which is what this nation loves to fucking do. If you're just pulling that way, how much progress you're going to make if you're using every ounce of your strength just to pull another group of people to your side you don't get solutions by attacking people you attack the problem
All right, so at the half, we are getting curb stomped by 2020, like, bad. And if people are going to get all dick hard that I use an American History X reference to talk about all the shit that we're going over, including racial injustice, you're just going to have to get over yourself because that is the most apt definition. America, the world as a whole, is getting curb stomped. Luckily, there are a lot of people who are acting responsibly enough to try to change the tide. They're pissed off. They're mad enough to actually act on some of the shit that they have gone through. And now they're trying to make effective change that will last longer than their lives, hopefully. I mean, I'd be damned if someone who's 18 and this shit hits, he hits 38 and this shit, we're back right where we started in 20 years. So hopefully lasting change is coming. But again, time will tell. Um, luckily for you guys, I have a solution. It's a solution that no one will use, unfortunately, because I'll get into the four reasons why no one's going to take these seven steps to progress. So here it is. My pro tips for progress. All right. This goes for everybody who's out bothering on like any of the social medias trying to get like people activated to the plight of Americans and of the world. Honestly, again, this Racism isn't an American thing or anything like that. Like we, we, got, we perfected it, but we didn't originate it. But if you want progress to solve these issues and internal growth at the end of the day, these are really easy steps. I believe it's seven, eh, eight technically, eight easy steps on the path to show that you have some type of progress. You are willing to go forward. You're not trying to lean left or right, but you are trying to go forward. So... I'm going to give it my best shot and see how it goes for you guys. First thing anybody wants to do if they claim to be one of those progressive minds is to actually listen to the issue. Now, that takes a lot of, a lot of these take a lot of uncomfortable inward looks in yourself to be like, all right, so I'm mad about X, Y, and Z, but let me find out what it is that I'm actually, what is actually being stated by the more, the, the most Okay, so that's going to happen. So it's July 1st, and there's probably going to be some fireworks. I'm a veteran. Um, I don't like it, but I get this is Florida where God doesn't pay attention. So sometimes that's just going to happen. Bear with me and my ignorant-ass neighbors. Um, listen to the issue. All right, so you want to know exactly what is the issue at hand. If you think, let's say, um, Kaepernick kneeling was based on the... United is an indictment on the United States military. I'm sorry you have failed this. You need to go to step zero again. Um, you want to listen to the issue, what it was said by him and what has been corroborated, corroborated by others. Like little people, few people want to acknowledge the fact that he got the idea of kneeling from an army veteran who said it would be more respectful. If you want to get your point across, it would be more effective. I don't know if he said respectful, but it would be more effective to take a knee because that's what we did in situations like that. Not necessarily during the national anthem, but again, you're taking advantage of the platform that you have. All right. You're a public athlete. This is the issue that you want to do. And to his effect, it worked with great dividends. Yeah, it got him kicked out, blacklisted by the NFL, but at least it got the conversation started. And it was peaceful as far as some of the more conservative minds would want to think. So once you start listening to the issue and start trying to contrive it into some bastardization that helps your feelings and makes you feel more comfortable about addressing it within yourself, then you're on the right track as long as you listen to what they're actually saying and what their actual point is. Next step, 
after you actually listen to the issue, actually hear what they're saying, try to echo it back to someone else. Because again, communication is a two-way street. There's three parts to a two-way street. There's the delivery, the internalization, and then the retort. If you do not, if you aren't effective in relaying that message to what was just said to you, then again, go see step one because there's probably something that you missed. So for those people who say that, okay, Kaepernick was kneeling for, you know the message was listening to the anthem, it was a uh, police brutality, and then you internalize that and it's like, why does he doesn't like our troops? You're missing an issue because there's been a lot of people who've already stated this. It was it, even Kaepernick, even the uh, veteran that was helping him out try to get the protest. It spoke contrary to what you think you believe of the situation. So unless you can communicate that effectively to another individual, then you haven't listened to the issue at that point. So check yourself. Make sure that you're getting the shit right the first time. Third part is very important. Identify if you care enough to help. So while I was in treatment at a Red River Hospital in Wichita Falls, Texas, before I left, my friend brought me or gave me a book that the people at the clinic did not really appreciate but hey it is what it is it was the book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck this is not a plug but this book literally changed my life this book isn't some type of you know cynical view of everything it shows that in order for you to have a life that you can enjoy and it's worth living you got to give a fuck about some things so you need to identify within yourself if you care enough to help the situation. There are plenty of examples that I can go to on my own Facebook feed of individuals who are who care enough to say something, but they're not helping. They're more of a hindrance to the situation. Excuse me. Like there's I've, I've got a mixed group of friends who are validly identifying their points of activism and they're trolls. Just to put it bluntly, that is like, well. There was one that really pissed me off. It was like, well, George Floyd had a criminal record of X, Y, and Z, and A, B, and C. And I'm like, okay, so, and this was a cop, uh, or at least some type of law enforcement agent. Um, so because he had a history of X, Y, and Z, that constant, that justifies his death in that circumstance, in that manner, that's not helping, bro. Um, and that's where you have to check yourself if you have like and i respect the white people who haven't said anything for that specific reason like if you don't know how to help shut the fuck up and just try to educate yourself to what actually is going on you got to identify enough if you care to help which means that you understand understand the problem you've listened to the issue you you've echoed your understanding and your understanding is based on logic at that point so once you identify that you care enough to be an assistance to that situation, congratulations, you've promoted to step four. Again, you can want to care. You can know that you want to care. But there's a so there's a small thing called opportunity cost, which I didn't I wasn't able to articulate until I took macroeconomics at Kaiser University. So I don't have the textbook with me, but more or less opportunity cost is the way the world works you're not going to give of yourself if it takes away too much from your current lifestyle all right the opportunity cost not the cost of doing business like if it were just <clears throat> send twenty dollars and donate to a charity or something or flood money into bl black businesses i don't think there are many people that would feel object to that because it's just twenty dollars and i get to say i help people that's not an opportunity cost 
to my to the macro sense the opportunity cost to effectively engage a problem to create growth and progress is what you have to give to have promote that positive progress towards the solution again it's dope that you want to send 20 50 100 bucks hell hundreds of thousand dollars to a certain cause but people aren't asking most people aren't asking for the dollars okay again black wall street was built up on the own black dollar and was burned down by races in tulsa so the money can only go so far without institutional progress made to make sure that what happened 99 years ago won't happen next year type of shit for those who are getting really meta and everything like that let me give you a little story opportunity costs for those who don't understand it is basically what i went through when i had two conflicting appointments um with the va down in florida and the class i had you can't rush this step like you need to know within yourself is the opportunity worth me sacrificing x y and z to get a b and c so you need to take a long time to figure this out and it's okay if the milk isn't worth the squeeze on this one okay there's plenty of people out there who are willing to do this but you can't be counterproductive to this cause and you can't just you can't be a deterrent and once the information is made available you have to act on that again there's millions of people who are willing to do this legwork and if you're willing to listen all the way up to this point then that's better than most at this point you've got people who happen to operate the highest power in this nation or highest position excuse me in this nation who are willfully ignorant and perpetuating the counter argument and making all the wrong moves for lack of a better term so you don't want to be on that side because again unless you feel that that is the right side more power to you i'm not going to try to stop racism or anything like that again i'll get to it later but you need to identify if you're thinking about making progress and you're at this point you need to make sure that what you're willing to give up is worth the opportunity for progress i don't find many people saying that making a more perfect union that sounds familiar is not worth their like their minimal sacrifice of understanding and try to help so once you make it through that uh, rubik's cube within yourself of listening relaying back identifying how you can help and the opportunity and what you need to give yourself to help you just need to figure out how you can help in the best way okay i'm not saying that everybody needs to make a podcast because it's like fuck some of you guys are some people are just bad at public speaking um it, that, that may be your that may be your forte maybe you can make a blog maybe you can do something maybe you can draw there are so many america is so creative and there's so many creative outlets for people to convey their message it doesn't have to be in any particular media it just needs to be helpful to the cause again no one's saying that you have to you know go and make a fucking company based on black lives and you know minority uh ownership and this that, and the third it's great if you do i'm not going to talk against it i kind of appreciate it a little bit but no one's saying that you have to be that grandiose find out how you can help it can help just as simple as your local elected leaders like i messaged a couple days ago both my mayor and my congressman just on some shit that i had on my mind because again i'm prior military law enforcement and i'm black so there was a lot of things i was struggling with all this and all i could think of is like all right what are we doing here like how how can i 
get more aware of what's happening here. I know what's happening around in the rest of the country, and I'm not naive enough to think that it doesn't happen here, but I definitely want eyes on it if it is. So I hit up Congressman, excuse me, Congressman Mast and the mayor of uh, the city I live in. So I needed, I wanted to know what was going on. I haven't heard much yet, but hey, it's early. You never know. But figure out how you can help and what at whatever level at any capacity. All right. Again, sometimes it's just being like catch checking your friends. Again, this goes back to the whole not all cops are bad. Well, the thing that makes people want to paint a broad brush on all cops being bad is because the good cops aren't saying anything. And the other thing is that the good cops that are saying anything are getting reprimanded for it. So if you want to figure out how you can help, just take that small inaction. No one's going to go after your job if you check someone on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter when it's your, your job's not on the line just because you disagree with some fuck ass on the internet, okay? But check them if you believe that they are wrong. Again, I can't affect your beliefs, but if you've gone through the steps to progress and you believe someone's wilding over here talking reckless about, oh yeah, fucking, they deserved it, I'm then fucking check it if you feel like that is something that is completely erroneous and damaging to any progress that you hope to help after that you need to get into your human for those who haven't served in the military it's human intelligence um you need to inform yourself based on human interactions and people do not i want to foot stop this but i don't want to you know have an echo in the recording but you cannot trust the media. The media have slants, agendas, opinions, and this, that, and the third. They don't have all the information. Again, that's why figuring out how you can help will will go a long way in finding your human intelligence on this one. Like if you're trying to help on a grand scale, then you go to those major pro, uh, those major forums like Vets Helping Vets or you know those national boards, uh, forum boards. If you're just trying to help out locally then just go through like city xyz and be like all right so i'm having i'm trying to start a conversation about this and the third racial injustice you know economic inequality um police brutality whatever it is whatever stance it is that you believe in it may not be that you believe police are brutal but you want to get a conversation like maybe there's something i'm not seeing and then once you inform yourself enough through the human intel then you should be good. Again, the the worst thing to do is to go off strictly what the media says. Again, not all media is poor, but they all have agendas. So you want to be able to dis, you want to be able to decipher what is fluff, grandiose, and what is actual factual, accurate information that can be confirmed through other media's. All right, so you definitely. You definitely want to talk to people about this. And again, this may be a problem if you are more of an introverted individual or you you talk with two feet in your mouth, typically, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't put yourself in a position where you would compromise your position because you can't speak good. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just want to throw a little thing on Reddit or something like, hey, man, I'm hearing a lot about this. I was looking for some insight. That's it. Just get yourself informed that much and you'll be doing a shit ton of help for yourself and for the progress that you hope to make. After you get that intel, after you get that actual interaction with people in your area or in your audience that you're trying to inform or try to get information on, try it amongst some of your people. Like, 
again, don't pick the people that think just like you because you tend to find that they're either going to just bend over and is like, hey, man, you're right. And furthermore, I don't think this and the third. Like, you don't want anybody who's going to echo. If you're trying to make progress, you have to have a mixed batch of dissenting opinions and people that can back you up with information that you might not have. Again, if you're going to speak about what the best sport is, let's take it out of politics and all these major issues, but let's make it fucking stupid simple. If you're going to argue about what sport is the Ameri- like what sport is truly the American pastime, not that it's called in the history books or anything like that, but if you're between basketball, uh, football, baseball, or soccer or anything like that, you could probably get a lot of different people saying that, oh, well, soccer's been along longer than any of these sports, or it's been, America has celebrated baseball for X, Y, and Z, and then you have an NFL head saying, like, this is the gridiron where it's the design of third. You want to have a mixed batch of opinions in order for that growth and in order for that progress. If you are trying to start a conversation, an intellectual conversation where people aren't sniping people for having different beliefs, you just want to get a mixed bag of information to better establish your knowledge base. You got to try it out with people who might think different than you. Again, all of this is very hard for the people who are very myopic and very closed minded. I'm speaking to those who might have an inkling to want to expand themselves, maybe get a little uncomfortable and identify something that can help progress in the future. After all this, you have to execute on a grand scale. Um, you got to put it out there. Go to a town hall meeting after you talk to a couple of Facebook uh, groups around your city or whatever the case may be. Or once you talk to it amongst your friends on you know Instagram or whatever the case may be, you have to execute. You have to expand on that because having these good ideas does nothing, especially with the knowledge base that you've already grown. If you just keep it to yourself, yeah, you can water it and grow it and everything like that. But if you're trying to promote positive progress and real lasting growth you can't keep that shit a secret you've got to make it known that hey look i've put in the we i've put in the work i've listened i've done this you've grown a lot more credibility on that stance whether whatever your stance is you grow a lot more credibility to that stance and then you can have it actually echo and potentially make effective change in the future Again, I'm not saying you have to pick a stance that Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, um, the military, this Trump, pro that, money, whatever the fucking case is. But you need to be able to listen. You need to do all of these things in order for you to be more than just some troll on Facebook or a parrot for Fox News or CNN. You need to deeply ingrain this stuff within yourself and then start affecting it there. Because if you're just a parrot, then no one wants to hear that. They can go onto any fucking media spot media outlet and get confirmed information that's already been researched by another individual if you want to make growth within yourself and progress that you want to see you are going to have to take these steps in order to build a better version of yourself in the future you want to see i promise you if you give credence to all these steps and actually go through If you actually give credence to these steps and go through them without any preconceived notions, trying to warp it into whatever solution that you want, they should work out pretty well for you. But it's probably not going to work for most because it's just human nature. And if there's anything that I've grown more comfortable with is the fact that after having interactions with maybe about a million people at a time in my lifetime, a couple millions of people in my lifetime from air shows, from overseas and 
all sorts of stuff, it's probably not going to work out. It's just human nature. And it's really easy for you to consider that. Um, it's, again, it didn't take a mad scientist to figure this out. There's a lot of already proven studies why this won't happen. The reason why no one's going to take time to put these eight steps is for five basic reasons. There's a whole thing about confirmation bias, which Psychology Today pretty much outlines as such. Is when you get it fed a bunch of information that already tells you exactly what you want to know of a certain issue or people or whatever the case may be. So you assume that anybody who watches the news typically watches a certain variety of news, whether it be conservative or liberal or moderate, they usually get most of their information from one general source. So those people who have already been reinforced on their own ideas don't have to think any further than to confirm what they've already know to believe what they already believe to be true by what's being reported to them. Confirmation bias, quoting Psychology Today, it occurs from the different, uh, excuse me, direct influence of desire on beliefs. When people would like a certain idea or concept to be true, they end up believing it to be true. They are motivated by they are motivated by wishful thinking. This error leads the individual to stop gathering information when the evidence gathered so far confirms the views or prejudices one would like to be true. And we're lazy fucking people. Um, for the majority of us, 50, at least 51% of us are not willing to think further than once we hear enough yeses, like, all right, apparently it's true. So, and that's not, you know, based on any ideologies or anything like that. That's just innate human nature, honestly. Like, once you get enough information saying that 2 plus 2 equals 5, you tend to believe it. And regardless of what the facts say, it's just what it is for those individuals. Again, another reason why it won't happen is exactly step four, opportunity costs. The, the cost to do good is too high for people to want to engage in that good. Again, if I, again, if it were just as simple as giving $20 and then racism would go away, I think we would have what's, oh, $140 trillion and still bigots running across this country. And even if we had everyone in this nation doing that, we would still be very far off because again you can't it's if you're not willing to put in the effort to actually fix this on a more coherent and more comprehensive level then you're not helping and there are people who just choose not to do that they're willing to engage it up until they have to metamorphose for lack of a better term and grow into a better human being probably a better term grow they don't want to have to have that internal strife so they will they can willfully give you like 20 bucks to the cause whatever that cause is because again it doesn't take much for them to shit out 20 dollars to say they were actively engaged in the promotion of you know human rights so at the end of the day it's like the opportunity for lasting change is way too high for most people to want to engage in an effective manner Okay, so this one probably is a little more cynical, but it's fucking true. People are the worst type of people. Dogs are better people than people. Um, shit, even some cats are better people than people. Just being real. And I'll give you an example of such, of myself. So I had a neighbor. I technically still have the neighbor. When we moved in, well, when I moved in with uh, my dogs from Utah, they came by, or I came by, you know, established shop and everything like that. And my neighbor doesn't like dogs and she 
let us know. I was out, I think I was running an errand, going to get some groceries and stuff like that, and get a call from my girl um, about how she got in a shouting match with our neighbor about our dogs barking at her from our side of the fence because dogs see people, they just bark because they see people that they don't know. So my neighbor decided to throw a chair at the fence towards the dogs to let her know of her disapproval of us having dogs on our own property. It's not the neighbor that's a horrible person, it's me. Because even after all that, I come to realize after that, that she was going through some things, she had a bad experience with dogs and her mother, I think, was dying. She died uh, shortly after this incident and like she was going through a whole bunch of shit. I don't give a fuck. You, you don't get to react and then retroactively introduce information that doesn't justify your actions of the time. It's tragic. I'm not saying I'm glad for any of her strife or anything like that, but you don't get to act that way because you have some sort of way of dogs, especially as an adult. All right. You have to articulate that. And she had done that one time before when she was trying to get her uh, AC. Well, not hers anymore. The house is for sale, but the AC that she was living at getting a service. She knocked on my door. It's like, all right, cool. I mean, I, I don't give a shit enough to basically like, no, my dogs are there. I pay for this property. I'm going to keep them out there while your dude's doing the AC. I brought them in and that was the end of it. Some people aren't built that way. And I understand that my biases towards it, like, look, my dog's doing what they're naturally doing and what they're par partially trained to do is to alert me if there's a stranger that they don't know. I'm not going to fault them for that. I will fault you as the coherent adult in the situation and reacting like a fucking idiot people like the politicians like like right now governor disaster is doing a whole bunch of stuff now this election season for historically black colleges as of today and i'm like good on him i mean why not do this any other time because there's no incentive for him to do it any sooner politicians are terrible people because all they're gonna do is do all the worthwhile shit when it comes time for them to get reelected. And I don't think that's a major secret, but that just goes to further emphasize the fact that people, humans, are the worst type of people. The next thing, hate is taught and it's hard to stop. Like, everybody's seen the video that Trump tried to fucking warp into some propaganda spiel of the two mixed kids, maybe toddlers, three, two years old or something like that, embracing in the middle of the street, hugging it out, whatever, and all that stuff. Those kids don't know hate, okay? It was a black kid, the white kid, they hugged. I think there was a toy truck involved and they were just sharing it and it was just a, it was supposed to be just a great symbol of like, look, this shit right here, this is the natural order. When you introduce something that's unnatural, which uh, kids don't know color to that extent until they're introduced to the fact that, hey, because this, that, and the third, you have to do this, that, and the th like, you have to do X, Y, and Z because of ABC. I use a lot of letters in this one. I'll try to clean it up later, but you get the fucking point. Hate is taught. You can see that multiple times. There was that bitch um, who apologized since because she got fired about how she was at a Black Lives Matter rally and trying to just fucking throw shade and just be a bitch about the situation. 
It's like, I'm going to teach my children to hate you and this that, and the third and all this that, and like all that nonsense that had nothing to do for any effective growth, any effective positive growth because, you know, weeds grow too, but it, it showed no it showed no moral compass in the regard that, you know, you want to build a more perfect union, which is somewhere in like some document for the United States when we were the United States. But yeah, she was going to promote hate to her children. And that's just the simple fact of the matter. Ignorance breeds hatred and it's hard to stop because if you don't have the experience of the people that you hate, what the fuck? One, why are you hating on them when you have no fucking fathomable idea what they have to deal with? And two, why are you going to perpetuate that on your kids who, I mean, hell, if you, especially if they're unborn kids that you're just promising to just perpetuate this hate for, they have no concept of hating another person because of the way they look. All right. It's hard to stop that because, again, children's are echoes to their past, uh, what they've been trained and taught and everything like that. So obviously she, the bitch that I'm referring to, and I call her bitch because I don't know her name, but this cunt, she obviously had this training from her and it apparently did her well until it didn't and cost her her fucking job. And now she wants to do this whole reactionary thing like, oh, I blacked out and this and the third, whatever, bitch. Anyway, you can't just, that was, that was hate taught to her by her parents. And she was trying to perpetuate that to her children who were, I believe, present in the video that I saw on the internet. So, like, shit like that is taught, and it's hard to stop, because once you see that, it's like, okay, the moral of the story, based based on that, if I could speak for this cunt, is that, okay, you can only say hateful things if your job's not on the line. That's the type of vindictive shit that I feel like she would grasp from all this. You can only be, your heart, you can only show your hateful heart if you can't put food on the table. Again, I don't care, but that's not the fucking message that you want to just be a better person. You will avoid that type of shit. I don't know. I'm not a doctor on this, but I like to think if you just take away, if you take away the introduction of hateful, hurtful speech, you don't have to play. Oh, shit. I didn't mean that. I blacked out this that, and the third. I feel like it's an easier way of life if you don't carry that hate. As easy it is is to not carry that hate, it's a lot easier just to let it just sit around you. Which brings me to my last point why this won't work is because misery is a very easy emotion to have. Again, you don't have to do anything with misery. You can just sit in it. Like, if you sit in a group of people who are hating life because they don't get paid enough or they get laid off or, you know, they're not in the position that they want. And you can find something really easy in that's like, you know what? I don't like the car I drive when I go to work. I don't like getting laughed at. I don't like pulling up to a Beamer or Benz and I have a fucking Pontiac. It's easier just to slip right into misery. It's much, much harder to pull yourself above that bullshit and just exist as who you are. Not comparing yourself to anyone, but just like, you know what? Shit could be better, but I will work to make it better. I'm not saying it's worse than or this, that, and the third. Like, this is my current situation. Let me build to make it better. Not necessarily just sit in as like, this sucks balls. Just put a little, a little bit of work. And before I go any further, this does not mean about welfare states or welfare generations or anything like that. This speaks specifically to the person who has and wants more because someone else has more. It's a lot easier to be miserable when you have something and you just want more of it. I mean, no one's infringing on your opportunity to have what you currently have. 
So there's a major difference with this whole misery is easy. If you have a situation where you can get more, you choose not to, whatever the case may be, that's on you. You've kind of inherited that. I would like for you to build yourself, you know, through, you know, admirable situations to get through and build yourself to be something better and stop sitting in the misery that just drains on you. If you can succeed, whether it's through good or bad intentions, if you aren't just sitting in like just a quagmire of fuckery, then it's much more beneficial to you in the long term. And again, when I speak to, you know, good or bad intentions, like some people can make millions based on one of their grandparents dying. Those are the situations. I'm not saying sell fucking coke out of your car or anything like that. But if you can make yourself better based on an inheritance or anything like that, more power to you. I'm not going to throw shade on how you make your money. I'm not, I'm never going to give a fuck on how they made the bag. It's only when they say no one had hard to me, harder than me in this and the third, when they misconstrue that the fact that they didn't earn their money and all that. So it's a very major caveat. Like I'm not saying those people have a right to be like downtrodden based on the circumstances of their wealth. All right. If you have wealth, enjoy that wealth. The minute you start, you stop enjoying that wealth when you compare yourself to other someone else where someone has one yacht and you only have like a fucking motorcycle type shit. Like it's easy just to fall into that little trap of misery because the effort that you have to do, the effort you have to exude to pull yourself from that is a lot more than it is just to sit there in the shit. And people rather do that more times than not. They rather just sit there and kind of complain to their like-minded individuals who are potentially short-sighted or just non-creative and just like, yeah, this all sucks. Sometimes you have to take a look and open yourself up to some uncomfortable facts that, hey, I don't think I've been doing enough to get myself out of this misery. I've just accepted this to be my reality. I'm just saying, like, it's it's in the it's you don't even have to research this shit. You can literally go whatever office center you can find a good six people within your fucking workplace. They're just miserable for misery's sake. Opportunity cost. If you really gave a shit about this then you would do something for it. But most people don't give a shit enough to compromise, air quotes, compromise themselves to believe that they're wrong, which leads me back to confirmation bias where it's like, I already know it to be true because I've heard it through all my major media outlets. That's why you got to make yourself more acceptable to new information because no one knows everything. Like even as much as I claim to know, I just know some good ideas. But again, you need to put yourself in those situations to receive different information, whether it be from news media or different articles or different sources of material. You need to educate yourself in order to make the most effective change for your future. Most people aren't going to be willing to do that, but at least I've shown you how you could. So I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, this has been the first episode of ZFG podcast. I'll try to be back next week. Again, nothing's a guarantee in this year. I look forward to talking with anybody. I look forward to hearing everybody's comments. Give me reviews, feedbacks. You can go to extremistproductions.com or you can send me an email direct at sendit at extremistproductions.com. You can find me on Instagram at dash extremist. Um, find me on Twitter. Whatever the case may be, I my whole 
point of this is just to start a conversation. I'm not trying to piss anybody off, the libs or the conservatives. I'm here to challenge your thinking, whatever your thinking is. Again, some people are going to like what I have to say next week. Some people aren't going to like what I have to say next week. But I'm trying to in, I'm trying to influence the conversation. So hopefully you guys took that and you want to run with it. I want to give a special shout out to uh, one Maya Moore of the Minnesota Lynx. I mean, she probably doesn't need the shout out. She's successful beyond my imagination. Um, but if you don't know who she is, she's a WNBA athlete. Um, she was a collegiate all-star Olympian champion. She's been a champion athletically at every stage of her career and has become an even greater champion in the battle for police reform, social injustice, and all that. Just a couple days ago, she had been working for about two years. She, she uh, left the WNBA for two years to focus on getting a wrongfully, wrongfully convicted Jonathan Irons out of prison. Maya Moore, who plays for the Minnesota Lynx, this ain't her first rodeo because Philandro Castile happened a couple years ago, and her team all um, donned certain uh, pregame apparel during their uh, WNBA season to try to get more visibility on the police injustice, similar to what Colin Kaepernick did. Um, they just tried to bring awareness, peaceful protests, you know, it's not even civil disobedience at that point. It's just like, hey, you guys need to speak up. Again, this was, I want to say, four years ago where these were attempts were made. So, uh, if you're getting pissed at everybody's getting really pissed off, is probably because we tried to do this about five years ago with having everybody being very cordial and not taking to the streets. But what the fuck else are we going to do at this point? Like, so shout out to Maya Moore for talking about it and being about it. Again, that's. That's the true effect of positive, progressive change. So, again, find me on Instagram. Send me emails. I love chopping it up with anybody and everyone. I'm not going to put my number out there because most people ignore it. But if you need me, send it at extremistproductions.com. Follow me. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Dash Extremist. I look forward to seeing you on next week. This has been the ZFG Podcast, and I'm out.